If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free podcast. Shira, how are you doing on this evening? Yes, I'm doing well. Yeah, it's been a long um, day, huh? Sorry. It has definitely been a long day. We're recording later in the evening. Yes. Um, but we're here. And yes. And we, we are, are here. Excited to be hopping into this episode. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Shaw. I'm doing good. I'm really excited because we have something special coming up in this episode. We're going to be uh, sitting down for uh, a special, answering a special question with a special guest. And we want you to stick around, okay? We want you to to stay for the entire matter because you don't yes. you're not gonna want to miss this. Give a little bit more detail, right? Well, so well, yeah, it's a section where folks have submitted questions, and we have a financial advisor mm. um, who will be answering the question. So yes. that's who it it's will be. be. It'll be nice to have a, a guest on. So. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Shara, I wanted to kind of uh, argue and debate you on this topic. Because oh my goodness. I- <laughs> Uh, I feel like me and you have some great conversations off camera. I'm always like, we should have recorded that. You know what I mean? I'm always thinking like that. But I wanted to get your take because you always have a really good opposing view on this topic, but I really like it. So I kind of wanted to see if we can recreate that magic. Um, but before we do that, before we get into that, I got to do this. If you have not yet left us a five-star review on the podcast platform you're watching, I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mar- me personally, I'm I'm really hurt. We would love for you. It would do our heart good if you went and gave us a five-star review immediately following this podcast and just leave us a little note saying how you feel about the podcast. Then once you've done that, go over to your email and email us at blackmarriedanddebtfree at gmail.com and let us know you left the review and we will respond with a gift we have a gift for you you'll get our free master class okay yes and marcus as you were talking mm-hmm. you gave the incorrect email is black free at gmail.com what i say you added an and which makes perfectly oh, sense i mean it makes perfect sense <laughs> right you know but it yes. is condensed yes thank you Shia. So black mary debt free at gmail.com. gmail.com and yes we will send you the master class get out of debt and start building wealth absolutely so shy let's get right into it okay 
the U. We're gonna be looking into an article by the New York Times, uh, but this 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 was this was big news a lot, you know a couple weeks back about the U.S. job growth and how it soared in July, and uh, you know pe- folks are excited and folks are positive. Who about are this. The, these are folks that are excited? <laughs> oh Lord! You know the Biden administration and, okay. and yes. you know the powers that be are really excited to see this job growth because. There's the debate of are we in a recession or are we not? And a, rece- a recession is a three-pronged thing. Uh, and job, you know, jobs being lost is a part of that that cycle that creates a recession. You have inflation, you have job loss, uh, and I'm forgetting what the third one is. But job loss is a big part to, to you know, uh, determining if you're in a recession or not. And now they're saying, well, hey, the job numbers are good. So this ain't no recession, but I want to challenge that. <laughs> you think it is a recession? This is what I think, Shire. And if you follow me on the quick cast, you already know where I'm coming. This We're getting Shire into the convo now. I not only think we're in the midst of a recession, with these jobs, Shire, I don't think these jobs are moving the needle. I think it looks good that we have jobs. Mm-hmm. But with as high as inflation is, which is a major part of a recession, Folks are working multiple jobs just to keep their heads above water. These aren't jobs that you can work one and done. Now, while I believe those jobs are out there, I don't think that the majority of these jobs are those quality jobs that you can work in this time and just work one and have a livable wage. Okay. So I I, I disagree. When we you disagree. Okay. Well, when we started the podcast, you said that I was going to disagree about something. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, what can we possibly disagree okay, about? Okay. Then yeah. you started talking. And <laughs> yeah, I started opening my mouth. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay. So um, it sounds like you're describing um, the jobs that are becoming available are jobs that are not paying a livable wage. Yes. And I it, feel like this is a okie doke. Like, I feel like there's some. They're not giving us the full picture, but yes, that's the big part of it. And so my opinion that I would like to add Mm -hmm. is that I think that it's been that way for a long time. I think there are many jobs that don't pay a livable wage and that is not new. That's true. So if that is the only measure, then we've been in a recession for years. Okay, I like that, Shire. My my thing is, is maybe my bone to pick is with the Biden administration or the economists that really don't want a recession. They don't want to use the word recession because that will create panic in within the, you know, folks start hoarding their money and being more uh, uh, less generous with putting money into the economy. Right. And so in order to avoid that, they want to say, well, the job growth shows that we're just not in a recession. Well, my thinking is, is we are in a recession because these jobs, we already had an issue with with wages, but it's amplified now because of the re- inflation, mm-hmm. which is a sign of a recession. So that's my thing. It's like these jobs aren't going to combat the inflation in the way they should, because to your point, they weren't combating it before hyperinflation of 2022 you know what i mean and so i feel like why don't y'all tell us that part of it like these are according to this article these are restaurant jobs these are jobs in um hospitality uh, hospitality i mean these are jobs that it's like 
those really ain't cutting it. There was a time when a when a waitress job plus tips could you could have an apartment and, and live a, a above the poverty line with well, that now job. But you now can you can rent you can rent a room. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, okay. that is a sad truth, especially depending on where you live in the country. But when we think about this article and it's talking about the the jobs that were added, yes, most of them are in hospitality are in food service because those are really the first jobs to go right mm. and those are the last jobs that people will want to go back to right. because with the pandemic a lot of folks saw that it's a, um the income's not as stable yes. and if something you know like a, a global you know illness the pandemic happens like those are the first folks to on the chopping block essentially yeah. and you know at least in our our area for the last several months there are literally help wanted signs um, in almost every uh, restaurant. So the jobs are definitely out there, but are they paying a decent, a decent wage? No, no. That's all um, I'm trying to say. Shai. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, but just because jobs aren't paying a livable wage, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're in a recession. Okay. Here's another pushback then. Shai. Okay. What makes these? What qualifies these as quality or good jobs? It is doesn't it, say is it that. Just that it, it has say a. That. Yeah. The the article doesn't say yeah. I think that. That's where, where I'm good upset. jobs have been uh, <laughs> added to the market. So um, then, why use that as a way to ensure and uh, give folks hope that there's not in a recession? It's just because they're, they're, the the jobs number has increased. That automatically means well, we're not in a recession now because we have more jobs, but. They're admittedly not great jobs. So my, my, my yeah. thinking is, you know, what do you think about that, Sha? I well, think you had you raised a point earlier uh, off camera about like you think that there are quality jobs available. Mm-hmm. I think you were saying it. Can you can you go into some of what you were saying? I'm I'm trying to remember specifically. You said there are jobs, but they are higher level jobs that maybe people aren't qualified for, right? So, something to that extent. Can you? Yeah, yeah, I don't know that this article actually this article may have touched yeah. on that. Um but yeah, I think that there are, you know, the higher paying jobs, the less people are qualified for those jobs, right? Yeah. And so when we talk about um the job market, you got to consider how many people are in the job market. So that's anyone that's of a working age. Right. You know, so of course those um higher paying jobs you know, are scarce depending on where you live and may may require a skill set that is that broadly people don't, right? you know, don't have. Yeah. So, Shai, this article highlights a story that I kind of want to talk about. It's a, a lady named Charlene Ferguson, uh, and she is a uh, director. or uh, Yeah, sales and marketing s- director. Sales and marketing director uh f- in Dallas, right? And she's saying that she's trying to hire people, but uh, she says, and I quote, the people that we used to pay $22 an hour to start are now asking for 35 to 40 an hour. And uh, Ms. Ferguson says, most of them that apply for a job haven't even finished school. So that kind of speaks to what you're saying. Yes and no, but you know, this is just a, a, a little snapshot, snapshot of her yeah. story. Yeah. But my thing is that you know, of course, um, with inflation, yeah. jobs, we people that are in the workforce are expecting for wages to increase. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're looking to attract t- 
talented people, yes. then you do need to compete for those talented yes. people. And, you know, I don't really understand that comment about most of them that apply for a job haven't even finished school, but do they have the skill set? So yeah. a lot of times these jobs are wanting people to have a college degree when you don't need a college degree to do the job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so my my thing is, um, if you know, for this particular situation, if the job, in fact, does not require a degree and you hire someone who doesn't have a degree, um, I hate to say this, but you might actually be able to pay them a little bit less and they yeah. can use that as a stepping stone to get to, to where to get, you know, to another position. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think that this the, the emphasis on education, education is important. Y'all know I'm a firm believer in that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, consider the job. Some of these jobs don't require a degree. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, Shari, this is something that I've said. This is this is kind of a, a, a thing that I truly believe. I think that the millennial generation and the Gen Z, they say to themselves, they see jobs like this. They see, okay, there's jobs available, but if I'm going to be making $12, $15 an hour. That's not going to re be able to really cut it. Uh, and inflate, you know, with how the current economy is, I think that's why we have such a boom in content create creators, uh, gamers. I think they say, you know what, I'm I I'm more willing to try starting a YouTube channel and see if I could hit the lotto there mm -hmm. than I am to go work at McDonald's. When for me and you, at 16 years old. I was at Domino's. You had your job. You know right. what I'm saying? Been there, done that. And and that was cool for us. But now right. it's just like there's so many um, examples for, for them of people who, quote unquote, hit it big, like becoming YouTubers or content creators that I think more people are like, you know what? I'll just try that. You know, that's why I think a lot of these jobs are going to go un, un, uh, unfilled. What it sounds I mean? like is that there are jobs out there and there are people who don't want to work the job they would <laughs> rather try their hand at youtube yeah to become a millionaire you what is the more realistic uh <laughs> a path that you would take a job making enough money to, to pay your bills mm -hmm. or you gonna hit it big on youtube <laughs> Or on Instagram or on TikTok. What is the more realistic path? And yeah. I think it's fine to explore these different avenues. I'm so glad that you brought this up. But okay. I think that um, that is fine for folks to explore different avenues. You want to explore content creation. That's great. Uh, but I would do that while working a job. Yeah. And then eventually, if you're in a position to quit your job, then go ahead and quit it then. Yeah. But if you spend, you know, a decade of your life dibbling and dabbling <laughs> in, in, in content creation or building a brand right. because of what you see other people do. You you gonna have a you gonna have a lot of really right. You're gonna mean, have a very difficult time making up. For that lost time, yeah. not to mention um, many jobs are going to have benefits. Mm -hmm. You want to be a YouTuber, don't mess around and get sick. OK, because yeah. then it's going to be something. So I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. I think there are a lot of people um, in our generation mm -hmm. who uh, are looking for uh, alternative employment, right? alternative employment. They're looking for quick, quick, a quick way mm -hmm. to build wealth. Right. And so, yeah, while a lot of these jobs are not the are not the greatest, 
what we can do is put ourselves in the best position to compete, mm. right? To compete in the workforce. Like I talked about having my, uh, working with a, a coach to, yeah. to, uh, to rework my resume right. so that I could compete um, in the workforce. And of course, employers, they need to compete for us as well. Right. You know, just like in that quote, um, you saw that folks are demanding higher salaries. So at the end of the day, do you want somebody to fill this job or not? Right. And if you do, then okay. And I feel that it is well within a person's right to negotiate their salary yeah. or to ask for what they want to ask. Yeah. So don't be afraid to make you know, the ass, but then, yeah, you're looking at this article for the New York times. And then you're looking at like reality and what a lot of people are doing, what a lot of people are striving to do. And it's just like, what is the most realistic or logical, you know, a a choice? Yeah. Well, there's one thing for sure is that this thing is uh, always evolving and always changing. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to keep an eye on it, but Shire, this has been a great conversation, but I'm, I'm sorry. I got to cut this short because we got something special brewing. We are going to be having a new segment. Uh, and I'm excited about it. So we're going to be having one of your questions answered by a licensed certified Certified financial financial planner. planner. So do us a huge favor too. Email us your questions. Keep them coming. Yes. Because we're going to, you might get it on this show on a, uh, and, and have it answered by a professional. So, Shia, without further ado, let's go to the question. And this is the Ask a CFP segment of the show. We get so many questions from you all that we wanted to reach out to a professional, a certified financial planner. So, we, we got one of the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's, that's what we're excited about. So I'm going to bring up right now, Dominique Henderson. He is a podcaster and author, a certified financial planner, and not just any certified financial planner. He is an Investopedia top 100. How you doing, sir? What's good on Marcus? How you doing, Shira? Good to see you guys. We're doing great. So we're just going to uh, run through this question that we got from our uh, one of our listeners. Did you want to make your disclaimers now? or? <laughs> I know it's like, you know, people, people uh, listen to these. They're like, ah, man, you know, you gave me so many disclaimers. Can I even use the advice? You know, I get it. I get it. Uh, I will. I would do my best to help out because I do realize uh, the service that you guys are that you guys are offering. And even as a fellow podcaster, you know, just kind of sitting in the seat of advisor. uh, It's a sacred seat. So I'm going to do the best I can. Um, Obviously, what I'm saying, unless you sit down with me as your financial planner slash a financial advisor, um, it's going to be um, maybe absent some context, some additional context that maybe need to give, be given. So uh, I would say that is probably the underlying um, piece of advice I would give with all this is uh, context. Absolutely. And, and Dominique, before we really dig in, I do want to take a moment and talk about your book, uh, Assess, Address and Adjust. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah, man, this was this was a um, somewhat of a a passion project. But at the same time, I was having a lot of conversations during the pandemic with both clients on my wealth management side of the of the business and also consulting clients, um, because a lot of my consulting clients wanting to get into financial services. And we kept on hitting this theme in the conversations around people just really not feeling fulfilled, uh, really feeling not their, like their purpose is not being fully utilized and or explored with the careers they were in and they felt stuck. Right. And so, 
you know, after having so many of these conversations, I was like, well, you know, Dominique, you you've kind of been there before. You, you've worked out a framework and some frameworks that have helped you. So why don't you share that? And that's how it started. And this was like at the end of 2021 that I came up with this idea and I was just like kind of passively like, eh, I'll get to it. And then my mastermind was like, well, you don't finish that book. So uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna commit to a thousand words a week until I finish it. And then that whole process. And that's how it came about. So it's, it's been really great. I've gotten some really great feedback from it, from my clients and, 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 and I'm just really happy that I got it done. That's, that's great. Wonderful. Yeah, that's that's great. Yes. Uh, we're super excited to to really dig in on, on that project. So listeners, do do what you do now. Do what you do. Go grab that book. Uh, I can't express that enough. Shira, I'm going to let you go ahead and read the first uh, read this question this week. It's on you. OK, sounds good. <laughs> so when we receive questions, we do want to say that the names are omitted. So we don't have anyone's na- anyone's name. And sometimes when folks tell their stories, sometimes, they, you know, they are just sharing what they like to share. And sometimes some of the critical details are left out. And so we're glad um, that Dominique is on the line with us to help navigate some of these uh, questions. So the first question is, I'm in my mid thirties. I have no savings for retirement and I have a lot of student loan debt, about 30,000. I recently started a new job and I finally have extra money. Should I focus on paying off my student loan debt and focus on retirement after I'm afraid that if I continue to postpone saving for retirement, I won't ever get there. But my debt is really stressing me out. Please help. Wow. Um, my First of all, my heart kind of goes out for this person. I can almost hear their pain through the words. Um, I think the very first thing I would advise, apart from financial, is just kind of take a breath and woosah just a little bit. Uh, let some, let some air out the balloon. Um, I think there's two concepts here that, um, I, in my financial practice, I may be a little bit different, uh, from other financial advisors in that I don't really believe in the notion of retirement. I totally get what it's like, but I can't read it. I haven't read a person in the Bible yet that retired. Like Moses, like got taken off of this earth (laughs) in, in, in his hundreds. So, uh, this whole notion around retirement, I think there's some pressure from the social construct that give us these uh, these limiting beliefs around ourselves um, mm. about when things need to be done and have to have this number and all that kind of stuff. And so I would I would implore this person to kind of explore what you really love to do, what you really like to do, what you feel like you may be called to do. Um, and, and first, make sure that that is what you are on the path to accomplishing. Um, if not, um, or, or I would say if, if so, then you probably will feel less stress because it's not about the money. It's not about the biggest pile of money. I've, I've worked with people that are death of millionaires and they're, they're miserable because they're not in their purpose. And so rather than, rather than concentrating on the amount of money that is there for retirement, start concentrating on the type of things that you love to do and would, be, and would do if you were not paid. Now, let's also address the debt. Um, there's a lot of different things that um, can be done with student loan debt as far as consolidating, as far as it getting f- forgiven, all this kind of thing. So I would I would recommend maybe speaking with a student loan uh, debt counselor. Um, there are people that um, have a designation d- strictly d- designated to this. Um, I'm losing the name of it. Studentloanplanner.com. Um, Travis Hornsby. Those are friends of mine over there, Megan and Lauren and all those guys. And they do an excellent job in helping people 
focus on student loan debt. So I would advise maybe bringing in a professional there if you're being really stressed out by the debt. Excellent. Excellent uh, uh, advice there, Dominique. And we're going to have those resources in the description too. So Dominique, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this segment. It's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. Can you please let everyone know one, where they can get your book and two, where they can follow you uh, on social media? Yeah, yeah, so everything is in one central spot. I just created this not too long ago. Uh, is Dom Henderson SR, as in like senior.com. So that is everything, Dom. It's the, you know, on the consulting side, if you're looking, trying to be a financial professional, you're like, oh, I want to be a CFP. That sounds kind of cool. I got some stuff for you over there. Uh, you know, the YouTube channel, the podcast, um, the RIA, the Registered Investment Advisory Firm. If you're looking for a financial planner, you heard something that you know was kind of intriguing to you, you want to have another conversation, that's fine too. So just go to DomHendersonSR.com and uh, we can hook you up there. The, there's also a link to buy the book. Um, if you buy it from the website, you'll get a signed copy. If you buy it from Amazon, it'll be a little cheaper, but I won't have my signature in there. So um, <laughs> there, there's, there's that for you. That's amazing. So be sure to uh, go check out that website. We're going to have it in the description below and I'll give you access to all Dominique's information. Dominique, thank you so much again. We really appreciate it, man. Yes, yes. Cool. So fun having you guys. Yo, so we hope you enjoyed that segment of Ask a CFP. Shai, what'd you think about it? It was pretty dope, right? I'm excited. I'm (laughs) excited, especially for that question. Oh, my goodness. There was so much in that question. And then also that this is going to be a reoccurring segment um, over the next few weeks. So definitely excited about that and to get to more of your questions. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Black Marionette Free Podcast. Uh, We did. I had a good time, Shire. So for Marcus, this is my lovely wife. Shira. And we're going to holler at y'all on the next episode. Peace. Bye.